0: You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Hey guys, welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. So do you guys remember the Family Guy episode where Peter Griffin gets so excited because they say the title of the movie in the movie? If you don't, here's a little refresher. Do it. Let's shave the cat. Oh Boy, I usually only get this excited when they say the title of a movie in the movie. I'm telling you, these drug dealers represent a clear and present danger to the United States. Eh, uh, eh, uh, he said it, he said it. All I'm saying
1: is, what if this is as good as it gets? Yeah, yeah, there it is,
0: there it is. So because of that episode, I always thought it was kind of corny, until I watched Motherless Brooklyn at the close of the New York Film Festival on October 11th. Motherless Brooklyn is the new film written by, directed by, and starring Edward Norton. It's based on Jonathan Lethem's best-selling novel of the same name, about this lonely Brooklyn-based detective, Lionel Esrog, played by Norton, who also has Tourette's syndrome, and he finds himself drawn into this conspiracy involving high-powered political figures that are encouraging the city's racial divide in the 1950s. So a couple things. Lionel's Tourette's definitely makes the plot more interesting. Unfortunately, I have a family member that also has Tourette's, and Edward Norton's portrayal of it was scary accurate. It's this torturous disease that takes over your mind and body, making you have different types of tics or OCD that you just can't control. In the 1950s, they didn't really have a name for it, so they referred to him as Freak Show in the movie a lot, which was really sad. During the Q&A of the press screening, which I'll play clips from later, Norton says to prepare, he watched a ton of documentaries and also spent some time with a lot of people who had Tourette's. Switching lanes... Alec Baldwin's devious character, Moses Randolph, was loosely based on New York City public official Robert Moses. Those of you who are not from New York, you probably have no idea who Robert Moses is. He was also the NYC Parks Commissioner, and now he has a beach named after him. And Alec Baldwin played a pretty gross Moses Randolph. And I mean gross in the best way possible. I just think Alec Baldwin has that Creep like voice, you know what I mean? Like, like he kind of growls when he talks. Like, I'm Alec Baldwin. Okay, that didn't really work. Never mind. Um, newcomer Gugu Mbatha Raw. Yes, that's a mouthful, and that's her name. She plays the central female character in the film, and I just loved her performance. She was amazing. She was so lovely and just classy and i think she's going places she's actually mainly done theater in the past but she was amazing in the film and rounding out the crazy good cast is bobby cannavale who was also in the festival opener the irishman and he referred to himself on the carpet as bookends bobby which i found hilarious get it because he was in the opening film and the closing film so yeah (laughs) and bruce willis and willem defoe and they were all fantastic but is it me, or is Bruce Willis always some kind of private detective in every movie that he's in? Bruce also, unfortunately, didn't give any interviews on the red carpet for the NYC premiere, just pictures. But at least he showed up. Alec Baldwin was slated to be there, but he didn't end up coming. Um, I don't know, maybe his wife was giving birth to their like seventh child or something. <laughs> Edward Norton, on the other hand, was completely lovely and so thoughtful, making sure he spoke to every single media outlet on the carpet, which they don't have to do. Even when the carpet was emptying out, he was still there giving interviews. What a guy. He's also a lot smaller than I thought. I'm not sure why, but when I think of him, I'm still thinking he'll look the same as he did in Fight Club or like American History X, which were both over 20 years ago. He's 50 years old now. That definitely doesn't seem right, but it is. So, I want to play a soundbite for you guys from the post screening talk back with Edward Norton, where he speaks about his character Lionel and his Tourette's. I found it really interesting, and I think you guys will too. Well,
1: the Tourette's syndrome is very strange, strangely individualistic. It, it expresses itself completely differently in every person. And so there's a freedom in that. There's a creative freedom to, to pick and choose uh, authentic, symptomatic, you know, expressions from different people. make give Lionel his own weave. Um, but there's terrific documentaries. I had met people. Robin Williams, when we worked on Death to spucci had a really good friend who was a sculptor who had fairly a fairly severe. Um, variation of Tourette's and I got to know him and um, I thought that honestly the bigger challenge was that I think that a lot of the the biggest mistake with disabilities and the portrayal of them is the notion that the struggle with the disability is itself makes the person a saint and I think my favorite things are the ones you know if you look at Daniel Day Lewis in Jim Sheridan's great film, My Left Foot, of course it's a physically amazing performance but what's really fantastic is they, they deal with the fact that he's a real son of a bitch sometimes, that he has ambition, that he has lust, that he has the full dimensions of a human being and that his growth is not tied exclusively to his struggle with his condition. That's why it's a great human performance and I think it's the layers of humanity for me um, in this, it's the fact that Lionel is not a crusader. He is not a moralist. He's been extremely apathetic his whole life down inside his own problems. And until this woman says to him, yeah, like I got, you know, we all got something. What are, what are you doing? What are you doing in the world? Like, and, and it's sort of the shock of, I don't get to sit on the porch with a woman like that unless I'm, unless I'm, you know, getting on the barricades and doing something about these bad things that are happening too. And I like that part of his evolution, the evolution to, not just to come out of his comfort zone and have to navigate his condition, but to actually change his own definition of what heroic is from being, you know, the things Frank is and the things that, to to saying heroism is caring for other people.
0: So something I really thought about that Norton said was his mention of Gugu Mabatha Ra's character Laura Rose meeting Lionel for the first time and Lionel explaining his Tourette's and she was just kind of like yeah well we all have our daily battles and our issues she really puts things in perspective for him and that's a great moment in the film it really just makes you think about your own life and your own daily battles and without giving anything away I'll tell you just the bare bones of it But like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, another great moment for me was actually when the title of the movie was mentioned. Um, Lionel's mom passed away when he was younger and someone said to him, I won't tell you who, you don't have a mom. You're just a motherless Brooklyn because he's from Brooklyn. Okay. That obviously doesn't sound like a great moment the way I'm telling it, but you just have to see it. Last thing about the film, which is completely awful but there was a fire on the set in the basement of the Harlem Brownstone they were filming in. And unfortunately and tragically, one of the firefighters called to the scene actually died while attempting to put out the fire. His name was Michael Davidson. So, I mean, horrible tragedy. And now Davidson's family is actually suing Ed Norton's production company because a lot of the materials on the set and on the walls were highly combustible. And the movie set altered the look and feel of the actual basement. So when Davidson thought he was actually spraying a wall, it was just a facade or a set piece, which was really confusing. And then by the time he figured that out, the fire had burned through and his oxygen tank had emptied before he could escape. Insane. And additionally, the residents of the Brownstone are also suing the production company and the city because, I mean, the fire made them homeless. So there is a lot of, terrible drama surrounding this and it was actually brought up the other day that we should ask Edward Norton about this on the red carpet and I was actually horrified and I thought that it would be totally inappropriate to bring it up and most people agreed but then I found out at the second film talk back that he did which I did not attend he actually brought it up himself so I don't know I'm still conflicted I guess maybe it would have made for a good sound bite if we got it um, but still without knowing that he actually spoke about it himself, I, I really was not comfortable, but I guess you live and you learn. Um, anyway, Motherless Brooklyn out in theaters November 1st. Don't miss it. Okay. And lastly, I also attended the cover party for DeJour magazine, honoring Clive Owen as their cover star. So I just want you to tell me why Clive, why Clive Owen for this cover?
1: Clive exudes style, sophistication, He's uh, he's a true artist in every sense of the word.
0: That was media mogul Jason Bin, the founder of jour magazine, speaking about Clive. I had initially emailed the press agent to see if Clive was available for an interview, and unfortunately he wasn't. But I decided to go to the party anyway, just to see what it was about. So it was from 6 to 8 p.m., and Clive arrived around 7.23 p.m. They did a toast. And he spoke with Jason Bin and a few other people in a roped-off area before he left. Yay! (laughs) I've loved Clive Owen since the movie Derailed, but, I don't know, that night was not the best use of my time. I'd say the best part about that party were the Aperol spritzes, and maybe when I got on the elevator to leave. (laughs) Oh, I was also talking to this cool Venezuelan guy for a few minutes that is until I referred to Venezuela as one big gas station, like as a joke. I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe it was the spritzes. Anyway, that's all for today. There's nothing to watch on the website this week, but still don't forget to download and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast. Until next time.
1: for listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time. Until next time.